Okay, praises be to our loving Father, Yahuwah, for gathering each and every one of us in this place, this wonderful state of Arizona. Nice to be here. Blessed be our day because it's wonderful outside. The sun is shining, and it's a blessed Sabbath day for everyone. We are gathered, of course, to worship Yahuwah and to worship His Son, the Mashiach Himself, the Son of God, Yahusha the Christ. And we are currently studying the Beatitudes of our King Yahusha. Now, before the series on the Beatitudes, if you still remember, we were studying the Ten Commandments of Abba, right? How many here can recite the Ten Commandments of Elohim? Raise your hand if you want to volunteer. I think our brother over there, he knows the Ten Commandments. Praises be to our loving Father. Now, if you notice, the Ten Commandments is about the things that we do, the things that we do not do. These are observational behaviors, right? And so it basically governs the behavior of an individual that will be blessed by our father, Yahuwah. And so when our king, Yahusha, in his public sermon, a sermon on the mount, he frames the obedience of the Ten Commandments with a proper mindset. You see, when we begin to obey the commandments, we need to begin with the right frame of mind, right? Because when we have the right frame of mind, then the obedience will take care of itself. It kind of flows into obedience with delight and joy, obeying the commandments of our, our loving Father. This is why it's aptly called the Beatitudes. It begins with the right attitude, the right frame of mind, so that when we obey the Father's commands, it is out of joy, out of love for Him. And so we're studying today the Next beatitude, which is pure in heart. How many here have pure hearts? I think a lot of us will say, I have a pure heart, brother. And I would not disagree, right? Because a pure heart is what brings us together. However, there's a special blessing for those who do have a pure heart. What is that blessing? Let's begin our studies in the book of Matthew. Chapter 5 and the verse is 8. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they will see God. What is the blessing for those who are pure in heart? The Bible says they will see God. What does it mean that they will see God? Well, it doesn't mean that God is going to appear right in front of you and talk to you. Because he is, after all, spirit. What does it mean that Allahim or God is spirit? He does not have flesh and bones, right? He's spirit. He's immaterial. So when it says, blessed are those who are pure in heart, they will see God. What does that mean? They will be able to experience the presence of Yahuwah. And that is more important, I think, than to see any physical manifestation of Abba. When we feel his abiding presence in our life, it transforms us. It moves us. It changes us. It makes us better people than we were before. This is why it is worth it to be able to possess the attitude, the beatitude of pure in spirit. Now, if I were to ask you again, how many are sure they have a pure heart? Because when we say a pure heart, what percentage would you give it? 99% pure? Is that good enough? 98% pure? Is that good enough, right? I mean, how can we know if our hearts are pure? 
Well, let's read the next passage in the book of Jeremiah 17 and the verses 9. The heart, what does it say? Yeah, unfortunately, your heart sometimes will not tell us the truth, right? The heart sometimes will tell us, oh, your heart's good. But in actuality, when you who was looking at it, it's not good. <laughs> but you say to yourself, I'm good, right? Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And so how can we know if our hearts are pure or not? Well, we need help outside of ourselves. Why? Because if we, we are going to determine the status of our own hearts, we might end up deceiving ourselves. How many here have heard the uh, advice before? Just follow your heart. You heard that advice before, right? And sometimes when people are interviewed and asking for the secret of their success, oftentimes they give an answer that kind of expresses that kind of principle, right? Just follow your heart. Now, it's good to follow your heart if your heart is pure. But if a person's heart is impure and he follows his heart, that's not good, right? For example, Hitler followed his heart. Was that good? Stalin followed his heart. Is that good? And so when a person's heart is not pure and he follows his heart, it leads to destruction. It doesn't lead to the benefit of individuals. This is why we need to determine before we follow our heart, what kind of heart do I have? Is it a pure heart or is it a deceptive heart? And so how can we know if it is a pure heart? Well, according to our King Yahushua HaMashiach, what is the result of an impure heart? Let's read the book of Matthew chapter 15 and the verses 19. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. Remember, when we ask ourselves, okay, do I have a pure heart? We need to have someone else tell us if we have a pure heart. And that someone should be our King Yahushua. We need to let Yahushua kind of uh, help us examine our heart. Because if we examine it by ourselves, we might not make the right conclusion. Just like a person who has a heart problem, right? And they say to themselves, they have chest pains already. And they say, I'm good, right? But when they go to the doctor, who's the expert at physical hearts, a heart surgeon maybe, and they check out your heart, they might have a different conclusion because they can see the reality, right? Our king is the expert when it comes to our heart. And so if we want to know if our hearts are good, if we want to know our hearts are pure, we go to our king. We need to ask our king, Yahusha, can you examine my heart for me and let me understand if it's good? Well, according to our king, Yahusha, there's one way to tell by which if our heart is good or not, what is that? The outcome of our heart. From our heart, if it's impure, comes out what? Bible says evil thoughts. Evil thoughts lead to evil behavior because what we think translates into what we do. This is why it's so important that our minds are good. Our minds 
follow the pattern of the word of Allahim. But where do our thoughts often come from? It's from our heart. If our hearts are impure, it leads to evil thoughts. And the evil thoughts leads to what? Murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. What do you notice about those list of words? What do you notice about murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander? What does that suggest to you? Yeah, the Ten Commandments. You see, that's like a standard. It's like a mirror that can help us examine our heart. Are we able to follow the Ten Commandments? If we're struggling following the Ten Commandments, we might have a problem with our heart. Those are some of the symptoms of a heart condition, of a heart problem, right? And so if we have struggles with the Ten Commandments, which we should know by now, right? Then we need to ask our king, please help me with my heart. Do something with my heart. And so what needs to happen so that our heart can be remedied, so that our heart can be pure? Let's read the book of John, chapter 3, 3 down to 6. Yahushua answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Yahushua answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. According to our King Yahushua, if we want to have a pure heart, what needs to happen in our life? Bible says we have to be born again. In other words, the solution to a heart problem, a spiritual heart problem, cannot be solved by self-help. You know, the self-help industry is really booming. You know what I'm talking about when I talk about self-help, right? I mean, there's a lot of self-help books. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, famous movie stars and people who have achieved many things, and they introduce you to self-help principles. Nothing wrong with that, right? But we need to first get to the root. We need to get to the fundamentals. And that's a change in the heart. And according to our King Yahushua, there's only one way for us to have a change in our heart. What is that? We have to be born again. How can we be born again? Bible says by water and by the Spirit. In other words, we need to be baptized into the body of our King Yahushua. You see, when we're baptized, we are put to death in the water. I mean, not physically. So don't be afraid if you haven't received baptism yet, you want to receive baptism. You're not going to be literally put to death, right? But we will be one with the death of our King Yahushua. And when we come up out of the water, we're going to be identified with him with a new spirit. Our hearts now begin to change. This is why it's so vital to be identified with Yahushua, to be incorporated into his body so that we can receive the life-giving spirit that only our Savior can provide. And so that's the first step we need to do so that our hearts can be pure. But what else does Yahuwah want to do with our hearts? Let's read the book of Ezekiel, 
36, 26 to 27. I will give you a new heart and a new mind. I will take away your stubborn heart of stone and give you an obedient heart. I will put my spirit in you and will see to it that you follow my laws and keep all my commands I have given you. What also must we do? So that we can receive the heart that is pure. So that we can have that relationship with our Father, Yahuwah. Bible says we need to surrender our hearts to Abba. And allow him to give us a new heart and a new mind. How many here really wants a new heart? If we really want a new heart, we have to get, what do you call that? A heart transplant, right? I and mean, I think a lot of us need a heart transplant. And this kind of heart transplant is special. It can't be done in any of the major hospitals throughout the world. It can only be done by one, and that is Yahuwah, right? And open surgery is what it's called for. You might be looking at yourself, oh, no, I don't want open surgery, open heart surgery. But this is a special kind of surgery. It's when we say to Yahuwah, I surrender my will to you. I want to give you the old heart, replace it with a new one. But sometimes people don't want to give up their old hearts, right? Sometimes when people are introduced to the Bible, they say to themselves, I don't want to read the Bible. Why not? Don't you believe it? Oh, I believe it. Then why don't you want to read it? Because if I read it, I might have to give up my desires, you know, my sinful desires. And so they're not willing to do that. In other words, they're not willing to give up or surrender their old hearts. They want to keep it just as it is. But if we want to truly have a pure heart, we need to be willing to go to Yahuwah and say to Yahuwah, Father, this is what I want to do, but your will be done. Surrender our heart to Yahuwah. And when we surrender our heart to Yahuwah, he will transform our heart. And eventually our desires will begin to change. Our desires will be the desires of Abba. Wouldn't that be wonderful? If what Yahuwah wants is what we want, what Yahuwah does not like is the things that we don't like. Isn't that what we want? I mean, if that's the case, what will happen automatically? We get to obey the commands of God with joy. This is why a pure heart leads to the obedience of the Ten Commandments. And that leads to the blessing of being able to see Yahuwah Allahim. This is why, brethren, let us ask for the Father. Give me a pure heart. And once we have a pure heart, what should we do with our hearts? Let's read the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. Bible says, once we have a good heart, we have been blessed with a heart that is pure from Yahuwah. What is our responsibility? What does he call us to do? To guard it. Why? Because the heart is very fragile. The heart can be easily corrupted. Do you believe that? Right? Why must we take and make the, the effort to guard our heart because it determines the course of your life. You see, our life, it's, it has uh, different phases to it. It's like a course. You have a beginning, you have a middle, and you have 
an end. So many people in the Holy Bible, they have great beginnings, but their ends are pretty horrible, right? Can you give me some examples? Started out really great, but it ended up not too great. Yeah, Saul, King Saul, right? He was the first king of Israel, of Israel. And Yahuwah was pleased with him, made him king of Israel. But what was his downfall? Something happened to him, right? Eventually he died a miserable death, a tragic death. And he did not remain a faithful king of Yahuwah. Great start, terrible ending. Who also had a similar fate that uh, Saul had. Another king, the wise one, Solomon. Solomon. Great beginning when he was a young child. Yahuwah says, what do you want? And he says to Yahuwah, I want to be wise so I can rule my people well. And Yahuwah gives it to him. And so he becomes wiser than any human being on the face of the earth. He can even speak the language of animals. <laughs> and so he was able to bring all this wealth and bring all this success to the people of Israel. He had a great beginning, but what happened to him in the end? He ended up worshiping idols, even building temples for these uh, false gods. A good beginning, but a terrible end. But who's even worse than that? Who had a great beginning, but a terrible end? Who's worse than that? Lucifer. <laughs> Someone said Lucifer, <laughs> right? And it's true because he started out as a perfect cherub who could walk with God in his mountain. He had access to Yahuwah Abba. He was the cherub who sat next to Yahuwah. Can you imagine? This cherub had a great beginning. But what would happen to him? What will happen to him? He fell from grace, right? From heaven. And then he fell from heaven to earth. And from earth, he's going to go to the bottomless pit. From the bottomless pit, he's going to go to the lake of fire. What a terrible ending, right? The Bible is full of examples of those who have a great beginning, but have a terrible ending what do they all have in common they did not guard our hearts if we don't guard our hearts the course of our life will go from up to down it's going to crash right this is why we have to guard our hearts you know here in arizona if you have a house here you probably guard your your house you have security cameras that guard it right to make sure nothing that you don't want penetrates into your home. So you guard it, you surround it. It's something like that is what we have to do with our hearts as well. We have to guard it. But how do you guard your heart? What do you surround it with? Let's read the book of Proverbs chapter 4, 20 to 22. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. And so what must we do so that we can guard our hearts well? The Bible says we have to pay attention and listen carefully to the words of Yahuwah. And for some of you, you already should know, I think, what is that calling us to do? When, what, does it, what is the Hebrew word for hear? To hear, to pay attention with the purpose and intent of obedience and commitment. What is that? The Shema, right? The Shema. The Shema is 
the preface basically to the greatest commandment of all. And the Bible says that we are to carefully read, read with intent, read with the purpose of obedience. Not only do we read it, we repeat it. This is why in the commandment concerning the Shema, what did our father Yahuwah say to the people of Yishara, people of Israel? He said to repeat it to your children, to have reminders of the commandments of Abba. Maybe on your walls, you have um, pictures of the words of God. Why? What is the purpose of the words of God? They act like guards, like security guards to protect your heart. You see, when we are always reminded, when we feed our thoughts, the words of Yahuwah, what eventually is going to happen when we keep repeating, when we keep mindfully reading and meditating upon the words of Abba, it's going to penetrate where? Our hearts. That's what we need to do. But sometimes in this day of age, when everything is happening so fast, we don't take the time to do that, right? We want to go through things and finish our to-do list and not even taking the time to really savor and eat and enjoy the words of Abba. It's like people who eat really fast. They don't savor their food. We need to read the Bible and savor it, meditate upon it, allow the word of Elohim to penetrate deep in our hearts. When the word of Yahuwah is deep in our hearts, it protects it. It guards it. And so we can see what should not be in it. And so that's the one thing we need to do to guard our hearts. What also must we do to guard our hearts? Ephesians 4, 31 to 32, get rid. Get rid of all bitterness, passion, and anger. No more shouting or insults. No more hateful feelings of any sort. Instead, be kind and tender-hearted to one another and forgive one another. As God has forgiven you through Christ, don't give the devil a chance. How else can we guard and protect our hearts by removing toxic emotions? Emotions dwell in the heart. If it's toxic, what does it do to the heart? It weakens it. And it gives the devil a foothold in it. What are these toxic emotions that the Bible speaking about? Bitterness, anger, hateful feelings. How many here ever had a hateful feeling before? Be honest. <laughs> I've never had that before, brother. <laughs> Come on. How many here has been angry before? Yeah, all the time, right? Is it a sin to be angry? <laughs> Is it a sin to feel angry? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you're a human being, you're going to feel angry. Only rocks. Robots and rocks don't feel anger. But if you're a human being, you're going to feel angry. Did Yahushua ever feel anger? Did Yahuwah ever feel anger? Yeah. The Bible says if we are angry, do not commit sin. What happens when we let anger linger in our life? It destroys us. You know, when we're angry, we have to manage it. We have to deal with, deal with it. There's a reason for anger. We have to find out the root cause. Why am I angry? And then find ways to reconcile that. Find ways to remedy that. Same thing with bitterness. You know, some, sometimes people say, I forgive you. But in, in their heart, they haven't really forgiven them. 
right? And so until we are able to completely forgive a person who has wronged us, that bitterness in your, is in your heart. And no matter how small that bitterness may be, it's harmful. It's harmful because it will destroy and consume us because bitter people do bitter things and they end up destroying their life and the relationships that they have. This is why we have to remove it. How do we remove it? Replace it with something better. Remove the toxic emotion and replace it with positive emotion. Emotion like tenderheartedness, peace, forgiveness, right? Well, I can't do that. I'm only human. That's true, <laughs> right? But is that an excuse? Because we can always pray this prayer. Father, I'm angry with my spouse right now, right? I don't want to stay angry. Can you help me? Father, I am angry with this person and I feel bitterness in my heart. It's hard for me to forgive this person. What should we do? Father, please help me to forgive this person who has wronged me. Teach me to be like you, right? I mean, when you think about it, our Father in heaven, Yahuwah, we sin against him every day. But he still forgives us of our sins. And so if we can pray to the Father. Father, in the same way you forgive me, teach me how to forgive others. Teach me to remove these toxic emotions from my life and replace it with the power of your spirit. Then regarding our hearts. Why should we guard our hearts? Let's read the book of Matthew 22, 37, 38. Yahusha answered, Love Yahuwah your God with all your heart, with all your soul. With all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. Why should we take care of our hearts? Why should we guard it well? Bible says because we need the heart to fulfill the greatest commandment of all. And what is the greatest commandment of all? The greatest commandment of all is to love Yahuwah Allahim. But when it comes to love, we know it's not only an action. What's the action of love? Obey the commands. But love is not just an action. It's also an expression of affection. Right? When our King Yahushua says, love Yahuwah, not just with your mind, not just with your hands, not just with our deeds. Love him with our hearts. When we pray to him, say to him, I love you, Father. When we worship and sing hymns, sing with your heart. Ask Yahuwah that he will give us the ability through his spirit to connect with him in an affectionate, loving way. Because it is love that is truly powerful. But without a pure heart, we cannot do that. This is why our King Yahushua says, Blessed! are the poor in spirit because they will see Allahim. They will see the Father. And so we must draw near the Father with our pure hearts. And so how can we? How can we see Allahim? How can he be close to us so that we can relate with him in a loving fashion? Let's read the book of James. Chapters 4 and the verses 8. Come near to God, 
and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, what should we do in the event that we have realized? Because after we examine ourselves, we come to this realization that I sinned against my father. I sinned against Yahuwah. How can I still have a pure heart? How can I still receive the presence of Abba? How else? How, how can I still have a relationship with him? Bible says we come near to him and he will come near to us. This reminds me of a true story. And I'm sure you heard about this true story. The story is called the prodigal son. How many here have heard the story of the prodigal son before? I'm sure you have, right? Father, in the parable of our King Yahushua, had two sons. And one of the sons, he wanted to get his inheritance right away because he wanted to live a life devoid of the presence of his father. So he went to a far country, got the money, and he went, ended up wasting it with reckless living. And eventually he realized because of the famine, you know, I, I need more money. I need more help. And so he realized his situation. He realized his sin against his father. So what did he decide to do? I'm going to go back to my father, but no longer as his son. He says to himself, I'm going to go back to my father, but I will go back to him as a servant, no longer as a son, because I don't deserve to be his son. And so when he goes back to the father, the father from a distance sees him. You know what the father did? What did the father do when he saw his son returning to him from a distance? He ran to him. He ran to him. And he told his other servants, let's have a feast. Let's have a party. My son was lost. Now he's with me again. You see, the reason why Yahuwah wants us to have a pure heart, because he has a pure heart. The reason why he commands us to love it's because he himself is the best example of love. And he wants us to learn that. This is why in this parable of our King Yahusha, he tells us, he shows us the heart of our father. That's why the Bible says, if you go near him, if we come near to God, he will come near to you. Brethren, whatever may be our sins in the past, Examine self, wash our hands, and draw near to our Father. Ask the Father to forgive us, and ask the Father to receive us. If we are truly repentant, he will answer that prayer with yes, yes, and yes. He loves us that much. He wants to relate with us so much. He doesn't want us to ever be alone. He wants us. To find him. And so brothers and sisters. Before we pray as a congregation. Why not take the time. To pray to your father. And say to your father. Yahuwah Abba. Father please forgive me. Create in me a pure heart. I surrender to you now. I will never ever leave you. I don't ever want to leave you. Ask Yahuwah to take you. And allow him to embrace you. And as we pray this prayer, brothers and sisters, what must 
be seen in our hearts for us to be able to find him. Let's read the final passage of our studies today in Jeremiah 29, 11 to 14. Yahuwah says, I alone know the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity, not disaster. Plans to bring about the future you hope for. Then you will call to me. You will come and pray to me. And I will answer you. You will seek me. And you will find me. Because you will seek me with all. With all your heart. Yes, I say, you will find me. Brothers and sisters, it's a blessing for us to meet together in person. Some of you traveled a great distance to be here. And part of it is to see our fellow believers in other places. But first and foremost, we are gathered together today, wherever you may be, because we want to see our Father. We want to find our Father. We want to find Yahuwah, our Allahim. And Yahuwah says, you will find me. You see, he wants us to find him. He wants that he will be with us. But who among us will find our father? Yahuwah says, you will seek me. You will find me. And you will seek me with all your heart. Yes, you will find me. Brethren, seek the Father with your heart. Seek the Father with the goal of being in his presence. Maybe, maybe there are many things that we are asking from him. And Yahuwah is telling us, quite frankly, he says to us, when you call to me, I will answer you when you pray. Maybe we're praying for our, our health. Maybe we're praying for our loved ones. Yahuwah wants to answer that prayer. But when we approach him, if we want to find him with all of our hearts, why not go to Yahuwah and say to him, Father, all I really want is to feel your embrace. All I really want is to feel your presence. And once I have that, that's all I need. Like the psalmist said, what else do I have but you? If you have, if I have you in my heart, I have everything I need. And so, brothers and sisters, when we approach Yahuwah, let us seek to find him. Let us seek him that he will be with us and his presence will give us joy and blessing in our life. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, yes. gracious Yahuwah, Amen. Yahuwah, yes. compassionate, merciful Allahim in heaven. It is true. Your love never fails. It is sacrificial. It is relentless. You do not give up pursuit on us. You want us to be close to you. When we think of the parable taught by Yahushua, portraying your heart, we are that prodigal son. Because for a time we have left you. There are times when we don't think of you. There are times when we sin against you. But Father, it has been our experience. When we look up to heaven, when we repent from our hearts, when we ask you, loving Abba, 
Yahuwah, have mercy from heaven above. You respond tenderly. You forgive us once again. And you bring us close to yourself. Bless us with a pure heart. Teach us to guard it well. Remove anything that is toxic in it. Replace it with your spirit. We want your presence in our heart. Teach us, loving Abba, that we may always be obedient to your holy commands. Our King Yahushua, you are so, so loving. We can feel your presence now. Thank you for being with us, fulfilling your promise. As we assemble in your precious name, you stand there in our midst. Our King, Yahushua, have mercy now. We beg you, may you heal your servants, whoever may be among us who are afflicted with sickness. May you heal us. You have power and authority. Nothing is impossible with you. From heaven above, as our high priest, may you heal us. Bless our hearts. Help us to change. Help us to be like you. May you help us to grow in faith, to become mature once again. Father, thank you for listening to our prayers. Bless your people throughout the world, wherever we may be. May you continue to bless our minds and our hearts that we will be in accordance with your will at all times. We ask and beg everything, loving Abba, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.